All right, welcome back to the Golf Podcast, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. That's right. We are back, and in fact, we got a great show this week. What we're going to do is we're going to run through some of the stuff we are excited about for 2023. We also had a chance to catch up with Cass Singh, VJ yeah. Singh's son. Recent winner. Big win. After, I think it was 16 years competing in the yeah, PNC 16 championship. attempts at it. Yep. They, they came back with a win, so we caught up with him right after the event uh, just to see what it felt like for him because I know we heard the the clip from VJ saying that this is like this win meant more to him than anything else. Right. Talk about a guy who's had a career sure. of some significant mm-hmm. wins. So we wanted to hear from Cass, too, the other half of that team who hit some incredible Dude, shots. Dude's got game. He really does. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cut over that interview in a bit. Um, we're also, like I said, we're going to run through some of the highlights that we're looking forward to in 2023. It's going to be another big year for golf. It's going to be a big year for the content that we're going to be making and putting together. We've got some some exclusive announcements we want to tell you guys about. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. we're also going to highlight some of our favorite moments of 2023, uh, 2022. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you what, Mike, one thing I will say kicking off the new year, the PGA Tour is back. The Hawaii swing. You love the Hawaii swing. I love it. I'm already I'm already wearing the hat. I got the Hawaii swing hat today. Just came in today. This is always my favorite gears from the Hawaii swing. But mm-hmm. the other reason I love it, I'm like a broken record. I say this every year, but it's the truth. I love getting home and getting that evening golf. Like 6 p.m. after work, you turn it on. They're yeah, just getting true. started in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You get to watch some primetime golf. And the course, of course. I just love that place, Kapalua. It's a place we got to put on our bucket list. I know. And, oh. you know, you kick it off at such a terrific event, the Tournament of Champions. Yeah. You see all the guys who won last year. It's a it's great a field. It's a great way to start No cut event. It's you just, know, it's yeah, yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, all the winners from last year, uh, cool vibe. They bring their families out there. It's just a great thing. It's like something those guys dream every year. It's like part of you win, you get to go to the Masters, but you're also going to beat the century. Yeah, you know. It's cool. Yeah, and speaking of which, we're already seeing those Masters invites go out. We yep. saw the big news last week. Um, I think this the live thing is going to continue to unfold, which we'll talk about when we talk about 2023. Um, but the big news is that. At, they're going to be sending out invites to guys who qualify, mm-hmm. even if they are on playing on the live tour. So you're going to see a, a stack field. Everybody's going to be there. So I think you're going to have more eyeballs on Augusta this year than you ever had before. Yeah. No, with all no of doubt. that drama that's been going on, but we're going to get into all that in a second. Let's first rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments from 2022. Okay. And specifically some things that we've done here on the podcast. And like we've said before, guys, if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We're on Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. But also on YouTube and Facebook watch, we do uh, some of these more visual segments, speaking of which coming up later, we've got another game that we put together. This one's good. Where we're going to try to guess yeah. the golf course, but just by looking at the layout. <laughs> so we'll try to describe it for everyone who's listening. What are listening. we calling this? The minimalist? The minimalist golf, golf game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're working titles. I'm going to stump you guys on this one. I think yeah, he, I think you will. I think uh, <laughs> Zach is on a mission to stump us after we got too many in the last game. But uh, if, if you're not, you can also subscribe on YouTube and face or Facebook watch, and then you'll be able to see and play along with some of these games. Uh, I just want to rewind a little bit. You, you were talking about uh, things from last year. And for any of the listeners, you guys have just come on, I don't know, in the last couple of months even, maybe in the last week, 
we've been doing this show for how long has it been? It's it's like over almost five hundred episodes. We're closing down at five hundred. Yeah. So eight years. It's eight years. Eight years or so we've been doing this show, and the show has evolved. It's changed. We've been in different locations, different sets. Yeah. Um, I think but, this is uh, episode four sixty one. Okay, so we're getting close. We're closing in on five hundred. But you know, this year was the first year we actually spun the podcast off of the main Golficity YouTube channel. We started yep. a new YouTube channel. By the way, guys, if you subscribe, thank you. We appreciate it. We've had some great growth there. If you haven't, go over and hit it because the guests we had, and we're going to talk about some of them yeah. in a second, we just changed course and we were able to just link up with some awesome guests, which I really think is what took this show off. I think know? so too. And starting off with uh, one of our favorite episodes from last year was, of course, catching up with Rick Shields. Now, yeah. Rick is somebody that we had on the podcast once before years ago when we went over and played in YouTube Golf Day. That's right. And we got a chance to sit down and interview him. And, and one thing I will say is for as being the biggest golf YouTuber, Rick is always super generous with his time. And mm -hmm. we always appreciate that. So yep. he took time. He was running around like a madman that week for yeah, you know, putting that event together. Uh, and it was a lot of work and it was, he pulled it off. It was really well done. I hope to see it come back again. But I think part of it, knowing how much work it was. He was talked about bringing it back to the United States next time. I'd love to see doing it. Doing it in Florida. But it was cool with him for all that work to take a second, you know, sit down with us for about a half hour and do an interview. But then we wanted to bring him back because since then, Rick has done a lot more and he's done a lot more for the game, launching his own podcast mm -hmm. uh, since that time, which has been wildly successful. He's got some great guests. So I think, Zach, we've got a clip here from that show, right? Where we had Rick, uh, Rick on the show. Yeah. And we asked Rick uh, who would be his uh, like biggest get for his podcast, who he wants to get the most. So mm -hmm. here is that clip. Sure, you, you can't tell us now, and that's okay with what some of these big guests are going to be, but is there is there a guest that you're really dying to, dying to get on the show? It's obvious. It's, obvious. it's the it's obvious, obvious one. Okay. It's Tiger. It's obvious. I mean. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Patrick Huntley. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Right. That's my, that's my uh, sarcastic English right. humor not coming across there. Mm. No. Uh, no. Because I would I, like Patrick Huntley. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's why it's <laughs> I like, would like yeah. Patrick on. Right. We'd all we'd all love to have Patrick but, on. I don't know why I don't know why I thought of him randomly. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously on, Tiger yeah. would Tiger, yeah. Tiger would Tiger would be the number one. Um and you know what? I've got a potential inroad. Um I might have to just send the message. You know, it's just I'm not directly to Tiger, but I don't think he checks his own DMs. But you know, I don't I, who knows? You know, if, if suddenly we manage to get secure kind of four or five of the big biggest names in golf mm -hmm. and it it gets that kind of respect and that mm -hmm. and that um what's the right word got the kind of stamp of approval yeah you never know you never know what doors what doors open and i like i love podcasts i love that's why i obviously agreed to this one as well like you can just sit down for an hour and hour and whatever 20 minutes 30 minutes and just go through so much stuff yeah, um, right. i think i'd be terrified with tiger and I, I'd, I'd worry about what questions to ask him because i feel like everything in the world has been asked to him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i'd but love to know if he watches youtube i'd love right. to know what his favorite youtube channels are Absolutely. like i'd love to know I'd lo I, there's still so much more i'd love to know well we're gonna be rooting for you to get that interview because I, i'd love to hear it you i'm sure you'd love to talk to him i'd love to i'd love to listen in on that one yeah so that was um 
it was cool to hear. And, and that was earlier on in the year. That's and right. He's well on his way because he ended up getting Bryson, which was really big, especially when Bryson in the middle of the year was so hot with his move to live. But he got recently, he's done a terrific job with Rick, she- um, <laughs> Rick Shields. Yeah. With Ricky Fowler. It was Rick and Rick. Rick and Rick show. Yep. But um, I, I think he's well on his way to do that. And you never know. Like, I, I think it's possible one day you see Tiger Woods on his show. Um, but it was cool to see like Rick's thinking through okay. that process. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, the, the dude's had an incredible year with his show, with his YouTube channel. He's collabed with Adam Scott. Um, who else he had on there? Uh, Lee Westwood. Uh, big names. So, yeah. Rick, so you Rick can had see what he's year. saying. Like, yeah. you know, get enough big names on the show, 100%. and then he starts to gain some momentum, yep. and then you, it just the names get bigger and bigger. So that was really cool catching up with him there. Uh, another big interview that we had um, was we caught up with with Micah Morris, and and we saw that, speaking of which the YouTube kind of worlds coming together with with Micah and the good good guys and everything right. going over and spending a week with Rick Shields. And doing all that content together, uh, kind of, kind of cross pollinating between the U.S. and the U.K. audiences, um, and so we had a chance to catch up with uh, with Micah as well. I think it was just shortly after that trip. Uh, who has has since kind of he's parted his ways with Good Good. That was a big thing in the news. Right. And later, we had Grant on the show as well. Talk about that. Um, but now we're starting to see those guys kind of go their separate ways, but still making some incredible content. Um, so we have a clip from the, the Micah show. Yep, we do. Um, how he got the name Tig. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. That's right. Let's play that one. So can you just tell us where that nickname came from? So... Tig has been my nickname for my entire life. And interestingly enough, my dad used to work for a coffee company in Oklahoma City. And they had a lot of uh, trucks that would come through there and, you know, coffee in and out like all day. And so we used to, as a kid, I would like go up to his work every now and then. And there was this one uh, trucking, trucking company called Tigator Trucking. And the logo was like a gator and a tiger together. And then... I just was attracted to it every time I would go to his, go up to his office. And so he got me a hat that said, it said Tigator on it, but then it had the, like the logo. And so I just, I wore that from probably when I was four until I was just, it literally fell apart. And so (laughs) it went from Tigator to Tig and it's been that, it's been that way ever since I was a kid. And there's, I mean, I don't introduce myself as Tig, but there's a lot of people who just, I mean, Micah is like secondary to them. Like, yep. it's just, it's just my name. <laughs> yeah. One thing from that clip that I noticed was just how tan you guys were. You guys were. <laughs> that was summer, like, man. Summertime, you guys are man. looking about as white as Frank's oh, uh, foot joy flexes. We got sunshine coming to- though. Which we'll talk about. We're going to be heading back to Orlando in just a few <laughs> yeah. weeks, so that sunshine didn't come back. But, but it was cool seeing, like I said, get, catching up with Tig, and we we really put a focus in the, in 2022 on on speaking with a lot of other content creators. Uh, in fact, I mean, we can dig into this a little bit more when we talk about the things that we're excited about for 23. But hinting at it, I think just seeing the way that that space is growing. And the amount of really great, like homegrown yep. golf content, and starting to really see a lot of the major brands, golf brands, starting to do some really fun and and unique stuff with content creators, is so cool to see. I love. Seeing I mean, it, yeah. we always we always saw like the the big pairing was PGA Tour players and brands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now you still see that, but going beyond that, and as these new avenues 
grow and like people are coming at the game in new and, and different ways mm-hmm. um it's so cool to see these different brands working with them so uh we're of, gonna see a lot more of that i'm sure a lot of people out there that probably just watch youtube golfers or, or facebook golf or whatever and not pga tour and i, I like to hear that oh yeah you and i, I think mean? as we saw an explosion in the younger demographic yep. uh, of the especially around covid and i think for that there's a lot of I would say younger kids now who are who are playing the game and are watching social media golf mm-hmm. content and things like that as their primary golf oh, yeah. entertainment. Even Definitely. more so, like we put on the PGA Tour every week, and you know we'll watch the other stuff too. But that's where their their primary entertainment is. So yeah, no doubt, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun interview we had, and we had this in you know in in the studio here, uh, John Muscari. Yeah. Who's the, uh, director, the director of golf. of golf at Aspen, which no. is an incredible club. Alpine. Alpine. But you know what? You I've said it, it. Did I say the same thing there? You said, I think you said it there. You know what? Because I think the logo is a tree, like an evergreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Maybe think I you just your head goes to, to head Aspen. To, to Colorado. Alpine. Taking a trip to Aspen. I got room for one more if you want to go, go to Aspen. Aspen. John, <laughs> hop on. Um, we, had the, we had the pleasure of playing with John. Uh, oh, he beat he us bad. Smoked us in fourteen holes, right? He dropped uh, like six birdies. He was on so fire. Good. So, so incredible knew, golfer himself. We knew from the first hole, like after he dropped that birdie on the first hole. I think we yeah. we all looked at each other and we're like, uh oh, right? Yeah. Could be a long day but, or you know, a short was, day, depending yeah. on how you look at it. It was so great about John though. Like we met him for the first time that day, and like he was going to be on film and on camera. And, like you don't know what to expect personality wise. Dude was great he personality, was. the vibe. Like he was joking out of the gate on the first hole. He was just fun to play with and be around. And we had to bring him in here to talk more. Yeah, he's and he's, he has that experience too. He has the radio show that he yep. does, uh, you know, with ESPN and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, but what I think wowed us was when we got to hear a little bit of his story because he's played everywhere. Uh, but he got to play at Michael Jordan's The Grove. Yeah. And uh, not yeah. many can say that they've played there, and fewer will actually talk about it and tell you what they've experienced there. So our, our jaws were on the ground with, with John telling us about this little bit of experience. So let's roll that clip and, and have John talking about his experience playing Michael Jordan's exclusive golf club. I think you mentioned you got to play at the Grove. I did, yes. Michael Jordan's exclusive club. I did. (laughs) This was like no other golf experience I've ever had. The caddies ride the motorcycles. The golf carts are super fast. Drones, drop-ins. And, you know, we're sitting there having breakfast, and, you know, there's Ricky Fowler teeing off and Jim Shorts in a T-shirt. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) How wild is that? And when he said, he elaborated more, like, do whatever you want, like, the way that the turf is there, you could drive the carts anywhere. anywhere. There was no, like, there's yep. no, like, cart path only or 90 degrees. And he said, one thing that I thought was so amazing was when you warm up on the range, they ask you what ball you want. And he said, they've never been stumped. They've got them. He's like, I want, you know, Titleist left dash. And right. they're like, here you go, Mr. Yeah. Mascari. Like, there's your, your t- you know, yep. whatever yep. ball you want, they give you. And the other thing that, I, it didn't make it in that clip, but I think it was probably the most incredible takeaway for me was he said on a daily basis, they print out the scorecards and the handicap per hole changes. changes. <laughs> and it, he said this kind of the speculation and the reason for this is that it's Jordan changing them based because, you know, we know Michael Jordan's a big you know gambler yeah. and he likes to play people for money. Depending on who he's playing that day, he changes the handicaps based on where he wants strokes in the round. 
That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> so it could be the number it. eight handicap yep. one day hole is the number one the next because Jordan wants strokes early in the round. He wants strokes late in the round. Gotta love he it, changes man. it. But Gotta love hey, it. listen, when you're Michael Jordan, I guess, and you're yeah. in the course, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's, true, you that's definitely a home game for him. Mm -hmm. um, and then another fun thing that we did last year that we're going to bring back this year for sure is the, the what we quickly labeled the 10 second interview yeah and my whole thought process with this it started at brookline when we were at the u.s open and we were doing a podcast live i don't know if you guys probably saw that one um we, we purposely parked our set near where the players walked onto the driving range so he said if, if we get someone we know these guys are super dialed in it's major week no one's going to stop and talk to you blah blah, right. blah 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 and i was just like what if we just able to grab someone and just ask them two questions we literally thought like what is the amount of time and that people couldn't say no to Right. And like, hey, can I get you for a minute? No, it's no, too no. long. Like, can I get you for 10, Ten seconds? seconds? And even to take it a step further, I didn't want the questions to be difficult at all. Right. I wanted it to be the easiest thing ever. Well, the other thing, too, is keep this in mind. Where our heads were at was that was the time. And we'd seen this when we were at. We'll, we'll, we'll roll a clip from that, too. When we were at TPC River Highlands, mm -hmm. we saw kind of the mood on everyone's shoulders of just being yeah. sick of being asked about live because yep. this was the yep. meat of the season who's going to live who's not yep. and right. it was start we were starting to notice players were starting to shut down they didn't even want to answer questions so we thought let's lighten the mood and just surprise them out of left field with they think they're going to be asked with live let's ask them something else so right. let's let's see what we got for some of those clips here sander we got a quick question real easy ones too how's the course playing very hard yeah what's the winning score going to be this week I have no idea. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Be quick. <laughs> nope. Uh, great. That was great. We and that course did play hard. It did. I got Sander a second time, and I couldn't ask him the same two questions. So at TPC River Islands, I caught up with him again. Let's let's get that one. All right, Sander, how's the course playing this week? I have no idea. I just got here. Hasn't played it yet. Okay, and last question. Any 59s in you this week? Gosh, I'd love to have one here. There you go. Good luck this week. <laughs> Dude won that week, right? He did. He did, right? He won. TPC. He won. Yeah. Fino went on a winning streak. He went on a winning streak after that, but he also we also gave him the juice after I saw him enjoying the pizza that was on site. Let's roll. All right, Tony, 10-second interview. You ready? Here we go. First, what do you think the winning score is going to be this week? 16 under. 16 under. All right, last question. Scale of 1 to 5, how's the pizza? Pizza's a, pizza's a 9. 9. Good luck this week, buddy. Thank you. you yeah. So <laughs> this, this truck had rolled up, and they had these, like, um, I guess brick like ovens. Brick ovens. Yeah. They're just pounding out pizzas, which were everyone was talking about. And then that was almost a no from Tony for that interview because he goes, "Guys, I'm I'm eating right now. Like, yeah, don't worry, the question's going to be interview. about the pizza." Right. And he goes, "All right, fine then." At that point, it was in. I, I think those are what I call sweetheart interviews. And then, like, I don't think any tour player. I want them to catch on because I want tour players to see us and be like, "I'm ready for you guys." Yeah, the 10 second interview. You know? Like I said, breath of fresh air from yep. some of the the heaviness of the questions that they were being hit with when they were out there. So that was a lot of fun. And then we had an interview this going back to talking about like some content creators and stuff like that, some up and coming guys. We had an interview earlier on that ended up becoming a whole lot more mm. in a relationship with the guys from busted jack That's golf right. mm -hmm. um and and to give you a little bit of a background on these guys uh two of the nicest kids yeah. young guys kids. just out of college, out of college right? yeah i call them kids because they're, they're young guys just out of college but they had 
caught a a lot of attention really quick on TikTok mm-hmm. of all places, um, doing just some fun challenges. And both of them incredible golfers. Oh yeah, I mean both of them yeah. playing in the plus handicaps. Uh, just really great to see them do what they do and the shots that they can hit. And they've had explosive growth ever since. But we caught them. It was the, it was the first podcast that they had been on. Right, they had caught our attention. And then on the podcast, we mentioned that we were going to be traveling to Kohler whistling straights mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks and again these guys are just so down and ready to jump yeah. on a plane we said i tell you what we got room in that foursome yeah, yeah. you want to come with us right and they ended up coming out to kohler with us we had we had an incredible time um we played some mixed different scrambles we played a our best ball versus their worst ball yeah. which was tight tight uh tight incredible they're uh, so good i remember the first hole of worst ball they were both had eagle putts that's right. Even on worst ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we also did, we split up, you and I, for the first time. Yep. And, and, you know. That's how we played the straights, which was fun. It, it was a lot of fun. And we played, we did a little thing on their channel, a little thing on our channel. And yeah. like I said, one of the things that we enjoy the most about what we do and content creating is really getting a chance to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone kind of approaches it differently. And seeing able to do that, how they approach it and some of the things that they do and then what we do. It just it's fun. It's fun, and and let me tell you something. Those those guys were so super appreciative of everything. Just you know the invite coming out, and they were just so nice to be around. And and you know you, we it's a friendship that just started out of nowhere. And these guys flew you know across the country to come up and hang right. out, and everything worked out great. We had a blast. We ended up playing some great golf. We scored some great weather, and we made some. We gotta games. go to we gotta go to Texas to uh, hang out with the Buster. Yeah, we Jack do. Boys. That was, that was where would, we left off with. I, I would love that to go down to Dallas area and hang out with them there's a lot of golf down there yeah yeah really good guys if you're not already following them definitely give them a follow and and i think they've got a lot of great incredible content coming up i think the only mistake we made when we were out there was feeding them yeah because uh we had them on the ropes Mm -hmm. they had forgotten to eat breakfast that's right the one morning and we had them on the ropes i thought we were gonna beat them pretty handedly and they're, they're talking about they're starving yeah and we're like, guys, because we <laughs> we had hit like the one thing about Kohler. We talked about this in our episode where we broke it down. Mm-hmm. Just blew our minds with how well they cater to golfers and yeah. the breakfast they had set up every morning, the raid to go That's for that a early tea time. And then we'd always grab a couple extra things from mm-hmm. that kind of like to go bar, stuff them in the bag because you never know when you're going to get a chance. How to many break people think about that? You got to do that. I know though. you got to. That's a, that's think a must down the do play. Whether it be a banana or something. something, we saw these pre-wrapped muffins, so we grabbed a couple, put them in the bag, and then I think they saved them. Because they were starving yeah. by about like ten thirty that morning, and we're like, guys, we got extra muffins. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. They did a whole short clip on that too. Man. Well, that's it was just funny. because we wake up at sit five thirty six a.m. on these travel trips, and yeah, you know, they probably just rolled out of bed and hopped onto the course. You know, they don't very very different mornings. Different than mindset. How we have. Different mindset. No for doubt sure. about it. <laughs> um, but again, we're kind of flying through this. I want to highlight some of our favorite moments from 22. And, and again, thank you, everybody who's come along for the ride with us. Um, one thing that I think was is a huge, huge highlight for us was finally getting the chance. We've been working with Titleist now for, for many years. Mm-hmm. It's been a dream partnership working with Titleist. Um, just from the from getting to experiment with the different clubs and the fittings and all those things, but one thing we had not done was make it out to Carlsbad. Talked about it a lot. Yep. Yep. And we we were supposed to go out sooner, and COVID kind of delayed everything. But finally, getting out there, we got out to TPI. We got to go through that that 
the tour caliber fitting experience, which was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, and stay tuned on our main channel. We've got a lot more content coming out from that that we've been working on tours and things like that. Can we hint any of that? Can we give any sneak peeks? Well, we don't have any sneak peek footage yet. We're still working on that, but we can hint and tell you we're going to, A, we're going to take you guys through the factory where the clubs are made and show you how they're made, which yeah, to it, us was just like, wow. I had an idea of how it could be done, but then all those ideas were like blown out the window <laughs> when we saw it. It, it was, was mind blowing. Yeah, like, incredible. And just because I couldn't believe the level of customization mm-hmm. that, like, it's not just you're making a lot of golf clubs. You're making a lot of very customized golf clubs and doing, I think they said they put out like 4 million clubs a year. So we got to do that. Um, but we also, we also, while we were there, we got to try the and test out and get fit for the new TSR driver. Yep. But even more amazing was our chance to sit down and do a podcast with the Titleist team, the development team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even had JJ from the tour That's truck. That's right. That's and right. And we were talking about everything from the from us, your your general, you know, you know, everyday golfers who are who are using the TSR to the tour level and what goes into it and the 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 years of research and development. And it was it was amazing. It was, it was amazing cool, to get man. that level of detail. And we did an entire podcast uh, sitting down and talking about that, which you can find on our podcast channel. And it was it was a real, real like moment for us to be able to go through and do all that. Dude, it was great. I can't wait to go back. In fact, the TPI tour is another uh, that video hasn't released yet, but I went into the back end and I I showed the family the other night. Yeah. Six minute fun filled video of. Uh, take us taking the tour through tpi we went through the weight room we went through the fitting areas and all the technology they have they're really cool because we've only heard about tpi right this is the open door access so which by the way for anybody it's titleist performance institute and not only are they Mm -hmm. doing fittings there but they're also doing a lot of testing there they had this one room where you would go in and you'd be surrounded by cameras something like 30 cameras Mm -hmm. we counted all shooting at 700 frames a second and they're able to, in a 360 environment, look at not only your swing, but the way the equipment performs. Like even just getting to look at shaft bend and things yeah. like that. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. With the things that they're able to do. It was crazy. It, it's a, it's a definitely a, an equipment nerd's like dream. Oh, it is. Spot. And you, you even highlighted in the video how they're doing a whole renovation on the other side of, T- of TPI, which just warrants us to have to go back out there at some point. Exactly. Right. I'm sure so. we will be back there. We always find a way to come back. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say big thanks to uh, Stephanie and JJ for being on the pod. That was one of my favorite yeah. podcasts uh, to be a part of this year. Just everybody I, at Team Titleist was just so gracious to all of us and even no me, doubt. the lowly cameraman, you know, <laughs> yeah. who wouldn't have known I would have, you know, I got my name on a badge and everything. They took care of us so great. So just want to say a big thank you to those guys. And, you know, you nailed it with Stephanie. If there's ever a person to have on the show to talk about that product, right. it's it's her, the engineer that designed it, helped design it, and JJ, who builds it for the tour players. It, right. it was just a great and that, I thought it was interview. so cool is the full loop that we learned about, like from like getting the tour players um, kind of like list of things that they want and how, yep. and then using that to de- help develop the club and then going back to the tour for like fitting the guys and getting their feedback and this right. feedback loop that makes it just keeps making the product better was just incredible. Yeah. I would love to be a fly on the wall on some of the meetings that JJ and Stephanie have because with the tour I, players yeah. or just in general, like developing the clubs because I know you guys love the TSI and yeah. then, 
JJ probably went to her holding the TSI and said, here, make this better. Make this better. And she's like, well, all right. <laughs> and then just does. So yep. I don't know. I just think Can it's really cool. Can you imagine that? Like how hard that must be? Like you spend two years on something. Right. And uh, it comes out. It's great. Everyone loves it. It does what you want it to do. And then be like, okay, great. Now let's right. even make it better. You're and like, you have to okay. start making it better when that one comes out. Right. You have 24 months. Make it better. But we learned a lot. <laughs> even getting to watch like how they, they um, build the clubs. And, and I think sometimes it may seem like when it comes down to clubs like almost like a marketing thing like, oh, i'm sure it's better just because it's this year and you're like we, we're like you know you have that cynicism in you until you start to see it and then yep. you realize the ways it gets better is also because from a manufacturing standpoint they're learning about better materials how to have like the actual components be better and then the, what we learned about was the tolerances yeah so when right. a club gets better sometimes it's also because the equipment that makes the club is better they showed us some some tools that were just i mean i can't wait to show you guys this video when it comes out but like the way that they would every like club head would come in and they would be measuring it to make sure that they can use these tolerances mm -hmm. to make these materials thinner and thinner but like at the same time they're still conforming right and then he's like, oh, now I get it. I get why it's better because like all the technology gets better. The yeah, technology true. that the from the computers that help design the clubs getting better to the materials themselves that make right. the clubs getting better. And even the processes that that make the clubs getting better. So it was it was interesting uh to see. A lot of off limit stuff we couldn't show in the yeah. video, which was super cool, but I guess we just we take that stuff to the grave, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the R and D stuff the R &D. for sure. Well, you know, the nice thing is that you always find out about it eventually. Eventually. Eventually it comes right. out. Eventually. Um so another just running through a couple of these other ones. One, if you guys follow along, you know, one partner that we did some work with this year was um DraftKings, mm. right? Which was cool. And we got to to dive into a little bit more of some some fun bets that we made yeah, this year. Yeah. But I think the bet that wins the award for best bet of the year was <laughs> Zach uh, making the bet and saying if his guy Cam Smith won the Open, the Open at, at, at St. Andrews, he said he would go full mullet same way and we've got the clip for you guys here. Let, needless to say, it was legendary. Let's, let's roll that one. Sure about this. Oh, dude, 100%. Cam Smith wins this weekend at the Open. I'm shaving. A nice mullet into my hair. And you know, Zach kept the mullet for a little while. Yeah, he took it to took Wisconsin, it to Cola. Right? Took yeah, it to Wisconsin. I had it a long time. Well, I had I think I had the mullet at um i think i had the mullet at tpi i just didn't have the handlebar you, yeah, mustache you got rid of that got had rid to of lose that. the facial i had the handlebar in like a fanny pack one day it was like the best look you ever rocked <laughs> i forgot where that was we Cam said he oh, was that like was the, at um <laughs> that was at the camelback um, the, whatever god was. where was that that was where you that the big tough. fish the big fish didn't you say that or no, no no not the big yeah you were seeing fish in the water in a pond uh three nines Places got three nines, the silo. Yeah, this, great great this should be the you game. This should be the game. Fish <laughs> in the water. In great gorge. How, how much would it cost Mike to jump in that water? That's oh right. my yep, god. Yep, yep. Let me tell you something though. The, the facial hair was a little extra. He ended up looking like uh, the neighbor from yeah, Office. That's, space. that's the big joke we say. Right, but um, <laughs> hats off to Zach for backing up 
his, you know, his bet. He made the bet and he lived up to it and he had the mullet against his his girlfriend's wishes. He had the mullet and uh she liked it towards the end. She it grew on her. It grew on her. Um so that was a lot of fun. And you know, some other things we had, we had uh Martin Borgmeyer on the show right we after. We had Cam himself on the show. Yeah, we had we did, yeah we, we did. had Cam himself on the we show after he won that. the players. We did have Cam right that's, after the players. That's right. He was you know he, we got him on the show. Got to talk a little bit about that that big players win, and he would only go on to have an even bigger season. Uh, we had know. him for ten minutes, and he had audio technical, and then it dropped down to like six minutes. But hey, it was a great six you minutes. Get. You get what you get, that's baby. It. That's I'll it. put it on. Uh, I'll put it on recording now. What? If Cam wins Augusta, uh oh, I'll run it back. Yeah. Okay. My, my hair won't be long enough to be full mullet at that time. But Maybe if he wins Augusta, if mm-hmm. Liv Cam Smith wins Augusta, I'll get the handlebars and wherever my hair's at at the time. I'll and you have to keep it chopping through it the tour mullet. championship. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. About, I don't know about that one. But <laughs> full season That's mullet. All summer. Full season mullet. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, we got that. We got to we catch up with him briefly. And you mentioned Marty. Yeah, Martin, Martin Borgmeier, uh, world long drive champ. That was fun because it actually, this year, it started to catch a little more popularity. Yeah. Bryson and names like uh, Kyle. And it was his first year winning and it. And it was his first year winning it. And it was like an adrenaline-packed match versus Bryson for the finals. And we got him on the show like a day or two later. Yeah, was great. It, it was one of the f- most fun interviews I think of yeah. the year. He he had just like it was just fun to talk to, a lot of energy, uh, and he was just talking about when he won. He he, he didn't even remember it. He had to watch it back on yeah. television. He That's said right. he, he grabbed the women's belt and started running yeah. around with it. He <laughs> was just so amped up. But getting his take on some things that just even asking like why do you guys scream when you you hit you know what I mean and, and he got to yeah. give us a little bit more insight into that and insight into the training and the training how the training is different than you would train to play regular golf yep, and, and yep. how although he's very good friends with bryson they were all kind of rooting against bryson because as he said like you're a golfer exactly you can't win a long drive you know like the, we're a different sport like you know he was saying a lot of ways so that was really cool another uh, thing uh that mike morris talked about when he was on the show with us was how he is going to start doing long drive events uh in the future and how he might want to dip his toe into that genre of competition golf i mean if anything i think it'll he's got a pretty loyal and large audience i think they'll follow him whatever he does so if he puts out long drive content like bryson did i believe he's documented his yeah he's gonna get strong support for it people will tune in it'll grow the sport even more exactly i mean it only helps the sport is you have these crossovers where people bring their audience to it so i think it'll be fantastic thing to see uh and he can hit the ball a long yes, way. Yes, he can. That's for he was sure. keeping up with Kyle Berkshire when they played recently. He was. You know? So was I think hard. with a little bit of like that training and, and the equipment, you never know what you might be yep. able to see. Um, and then, of course, our most recent kind of big interview, we had Grant Horvat on the show. Yes. Um, just kind of the, talking about like the, the, the split from Good Good and uh, just trying to put some of that behind him. You know, I think the, the big thing that he was talking about there was like, there's had been a lot of rumors and things swirling because there was a lot of stuff on both sides that uh, they kept referring to couldn't be said. I would imagine that's contra- contracts yeah, and sure. NDAs of and course. whatever it may be. But you could get the vibe quickly that he's just like, look, that was just my decision. I wanted to move move away from good, good, start doing my own thing. Maybe you know to a certain extent he had some ideas of his own, um, the content that he wanted to create separately. Whatever it ended up being, um, we're starting to see some really cool things out of him. Yeah, and I think no we will doubt. continue to see that. So it was it was cool of him to stop by. 
get on the show and kind of dispel some of those rumors. But then after that, we talked about like some of the things that excite him and, and some of the stuff that he's going to be doing. And he's, he, he hinted at some really big collabs of his own coming up. Yeah, he's got some big things in the works. Well, he's already had a couple big collabs has, so far since leaving Good Good. He had Christian Pulisic and he was also, yeah. him and Micah Bryson. took on uh, Bob Does Sports. That's right. So, I mean, it doesn't really get bigger than that in YouTube yeah. golf. And you know what? I, I We realized that uh, a lot of you might have found us through that interview. So thank you if you've just come on board. I mean, that was a recent interview only like two weeks ago. And, you know, just so you guys know, we will try to bring more names like that and the names that are exploding in not only the PGA Tour space, but in the YouTube world. Yeah. Uh, we might get maybe Micah back on the show soon just to catch up with them and just recap what, what he's been up to since you left. So more things coming. Well, and you um, heard from that clip earlier. Uh, I mean, Rick put it perfectly saying like podcast and why we've done this for so many years, why we enjoy it. It's just a nice spot that you can just have a longer form, you know, for, yes. as, for as much as like content is going shorter and shorter, having a mo like a moment where you can just sit and just have a chat with somebody. Mm -hmm. So we love doing the interviews. We're going to be doing a lot more of them. Um, but beyond that, outside of that, some of the, our favorite moments of the year include all the travel. You know, we hinted at earlier getting to Wisconsin and what's so funny about this a lot of the travel we did this year is just finally making up for stuff that was canceled back in 2020. Right. Believe it or not, 2020 was the year we were going to go to Whistling Straits and that was canceled and moved and um, more and more of those things. But mm -hmm. one thing that's become a reoccurring thing now for our own content is going to Vermont every fall. I know. We made it back again last year after like everyone, you know, we enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And then everyone, you know, the feedback we saw in the comments was like enjoying the Vermont series content. So we're like, let's go back. And I think we still, have to keep going. There's still so much more to explore. But I think Green Mountain National really blew my mind. It did. That's it, my Graceland. Yeah. It I really mean, blew my mind. And one thing that uh, I'll tease here and hint at, one big thing that's going to be coming to our content on our main channel uh, this year is we're going to introduce a rating system mm -hmm. and um, largely because we're, we're realizing we're getting to play so many different courses and how do you start to quantify it because i mean you'll hear us say oh you know green mountain national blew my mind but but can we quantify that for you mm -hmm. some way so we're going to start doing a rating system from zero to ten yeah you know zero basically being unplayable ten being like you played around in heaven Bucket you know it's perfect yeah. um but the idea will be like anything in your nines and up for the most part are going to be your world-class bucket list pebble beaches play once in a lifetime Did you play any nines this year any oh yes yeah whistling straights you'd put that at is a, it a nine at a nine it's nine, gonna be nine, a, one, i would nine, say two. i would put it somewhere around a nine one nine two maybe yeah you that know? was our only nine was that our only nine? We we played a lot of eights. When we played Brookline, we played a lot of great old great. Well, that's courses. what I'm saying. I'm saying like, to give you listy. that scale, nine is your kind of all time bucket list. I would say there's probably like 50 courses in the world that in can the world. fit in the nines, right? Yep. Eights are your top in the state. Yeah. Like Maybe each state has three or four. Or your yes, best. Sevens are incredible must plays. Maybe there's a value component to it. We'll break them down when we do the videos. Yeah, I like this six scale again. Right here. Great value. Five, five. You know, five and six would be your muni. Five or is average. That are in yeah. really great shape. Anything below that, it, what we're going to use the rating system to is say like where it's good, but maybe where it needs work. Where it needs work, right? You know, um, Harrison Meadows. Harrison I think about, Meadows. Right? Harrison Meadows is a place that was closed for for a while. It was just reopened, so there was no no maintenance done so there was a lot of spots just missing grass and stuff but seeing through that seeing yeah. the layout the clubhouse people there nice the clubhouse 
It's like I would put it somewhere at like a four eight right now with the potential to get in the sixes. Yeah. Sixes are higher. Yep. So that's why we want to introduce that. And then when we're on the podcast, we have a, a rating scale that we can kind of use to break these down. Like when we go to like Kohler again and we Myrtle talk Beach, about we're going. One, yeah, which we're gonna which talk about. Which one it may be. Yeah. Right. So that's and then that's the other big announcement. Hitting you guys with the big twenty twenty three plans, but we're finally we're headed to it. Myrtle Beach. We're hitting Myrtle. We're he- finally had to, finally. and the, the hardest part about planning a Myrtle Beach uh, trip, there's yeah. too much good golf. Too much golf. What do you play? What do you play? Yeah. Right. So we're going to be playing some of the top courses in Myrtle Beach. Um, that's going to be in May. And uh, from there, like, we hope that that becomes a reoccurring thing because there's so much to play. Yeah. But what I'm so psyched for is to finally get out and play another Strands course. Mm-hmm. You know, Tobacco Road. That I put Tobacco Road in my nines. You I, would, huh? I would. I would put it. You, you wouldn't go a ten. No, I wouldn't. A, a ten's impossible. Ten's impossible. I'll give the super moon. We'll give it an extra, another, you know, yep. tenth of a point. Yeah, right. But um, tobacco could approach nine. I was thinking eight, 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 seven, eight. It, it's somewhere in there. And there's some courses that hard depending number. on when you play them. Right. Like I would say, like uh, Green Mountain National. I would have put it like somewhere around a seven, eight. But I'm going to give it an eight, four. But right? when it comes because of the foliage, the time we played it, you got to play true. course at the right time. But when it comes to like Tobacco Road, if we're rating it, like they didn't have a whole lot of accommodations there. So that wouldn't that bring the rating down? It depends. The general depends. rating it down? It depends. Not a lot of accommodations, but I thought the clubhouse the was clubhouse killer. The clubhouse was unique. I thought it, it fit like the vibe lodge, perfectly. But, but modernized. Right. Yeah. And, and, and each time when we do these breakdowns, what we'll try to do is give you guys our thought process of why we're like, like the people, like the, uh, even the tea box. The tea box options, but like yeah. the staff there, like that, that's a big sway for me. Like mm-hmm. when you have that really friendly, inviting, you know, atmosphere. Yep. And I remember from the, from the, from the clubhouse to the first tee, we had that and that was big, but, um, kind of going back to it, like I said, Myrtle beach, we're going to be doing, um, that's going to be a, a really fun one. And then the other, the big one, the that, big one, the big boy, the big boy, mm-hmm piece of content that we're going to do this year is we're going to do what we're calling the road to pine valley mm, i'm excited so for there this. pine valley that's going to be your closest thing i think to approaching that 10 number it's consistently considered the best golf course in the world and it believe it or not it's right here in new jersey not far from here so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be launching a series on the main channel as well as on facebook watch we are going to play as rated by i think it's golf digest mm-hmm. we're going to play the top 10 courses in new jersey with the hopes of stepping up that ladder making some connections pleading where needed begging yes. maybe even begging. you never know it's whatever it take takes some begging to maybe maybe some bribes if we have <laughs> bribing who knows you know yeah, right. to try to get up that ladder and with the ultimate culmination in playing pine valley yes but on that list is some incredible golf both ball to stroll courses uh, Somerset Ridgewood, Hills, Ridgewood, Bayonne, Plainfield, Bayonne, Galloway, down in by Atlantic City. And let's just say we we know someone who's a member at the big big club, Pine Valley. Yeah. I don't know if that means we can get on and play, but we and know even someone. More so. It's a there's, good there's, there's getting on, there's playing, and then there's filming. Which it. we might not be able to do. And if we don't, then we'll figure out another way how to tell and that it's story. It's going to just make a banger podcast. It'll be a sick podcast with some still photos overlaid. <laughs> That's right. got to be a Either way, stay tuned right. for it because like, we are going, that is going to be our real commitment is to, to try to play as many of these great courses and really kind of convey that in a way. And, and we're trying to, to make some content that can be really fun to watch, but mm-hmm. also 
as um, informative as we can with introducing this rating system. So there's, so there's a lot of really exciting stuff to coming for that. Um, I'm just I'm just psyched for 23. But the things that beyond our own content, some of the things that I'm really excited for in 23, uh, one is this Netflix documentary. Yeah, that's right. That is coming out this soon, right? It's got to be soon. Yeah. Because what they had said was that it was going to be filming through the through 2022. So filming is wrapped. You would uh, think they'd launch it right around March players, like when it starts heating up. That's exactly when I think mm-hmm. we're going to see it. I think we're going to either see it a big launch around the Masters or around the players. Um, but Personally, w- I think it's going to be launched around the Masters because the way Formula One did it, Formula One dropped all 10 episodes like a week or two before the season began. Okay. So uh, I know that they're not going to be dropping it this week because the century, but... I think the Masters would be like the beginning of the yeah. major schedule. Yeah. Well, and we we chatted about it briefly. I think it was back in October when one of the producers had hinted saying like, let's put it this way. It was better than we could have dreamed because they had access to these players during the biggest shakeup in yeah. what we've seen in golf in, in forever. So yeah. the, the live the drama, all that type of stuff, an incredible season. So is it? bingeable content is like you said they drop it all and you watch yes and also i think it's going to be amazing because with formula one the formula one documentary one thing that they kind of netflix got some flack for was that they were creating artificial drama with the footage that they got just you know for eyeballs and stuff like that yeah but the drivers didn't exactly love it but now that they don't have to manufacture any drama, the drama was just presented to yeah. them. It's like best case possible scenario so for Netflix. Drama. Yeah. I mean, do you remember even like the Sergio moment where he got caught on a hot mic saying like, I can't wait to leave yep, this tour. One of the top I can only here. imagine what other stuff these guys captured. Yep. And, and one thing what we're going to do here on the podcast is we're going to be obviously digging into some of that and breaking some of that down as we watch it and see what happens. I think so. we're going to end up doing an episode by episode breakdown. That would be my goal is for every episode we break it down. What happened in each episode? It's another reason to subscribe guys. Yeah. Because it, let's put it this way. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot. Yep. There's going to have fun lot. breaking down those episodes. And I it'd be great it. to get that insight that you never really get. Cause the other thing is the PGA tour very tightly controls the stuff yep. that happens on there. So this is going to be new stuff. We haven't heard of. I think we're going to get to know players a lot better so i'm super excited for that the other thing i'm very excited for is we talked about this on a previous episode but the pga tour this year biggest purses ever in yeah. some of these uh for some of these There's events some big boys out there yeah Didn't we see like a 25 million purse players what? i think players big up and from like 15 12 or something. yeah we're talking about huge jumps yeah. like double double digit you know still gotta make millions of, of jumps and i think what that'll do is like sure i know we've talked about it here like a lot of us as fans don't really care that much yep. about the payout whether these guys make two million or four million on sunday it doesn't make a huge difference for us but what i think it does is it brings a little more hype and it brings a little more eyeballs mm-hmm. and i think the more eyeballs that are on it the better it is and we all get to kind of benefit from that 100 percent but I think that that's, that's another thing that I'm really excited for in 23. I think it's going to be a big year for golf. It's going to be big. And you know what? I, I, I The other day I watched uh, on Golf Channel, I think I told you about it, uh, Byron Nelson. It was a heads-up match. Yeah. Very famous match. You can watch it on YouTube at Pine Valley, believe yep. it or not. Mm-hmm. And it was, they aired it on Golf Channel. And the way they did it, the way they edited it, like you didn't wait long after each shot. Like they didn't even show some tee shots. Like they're just in the fairway on the next hole already, about to hit their approach. Like you got through it. Yeah. Talk about retention, right? Yeah. So this morning I woke up to Freddie Couples versus Mike Campbell in New Zealand. Heads up match with LaCava on the back. Old, it's an old. Yeah. Day. 
And I watched so I couldn't take my eyes off of just watching Freddie go down. They were all mic'd up. These like original matches. Yeah. So again, Back I know we talked the about wide this. World of golf. Wide world of golf, right? Yeah. And you know what? They need more of it. I totally agree. We need more of it this year and next year. Watching the match under the lights and stuff, it just it just shows. I think that there is just such a such a spot for these exhibition fun yeah. matches to happen throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um and I think when if they can have this happen i think when someone pulls the strings to get like a top pga tour guy versus a top live guy they're gonna break the ratings they're gonna break the ratings come together and do it for us all yeah yeah so but, they're gonna, not, but they're not gonna do that because <laughs> the pga tours they, they're they're not gonna even acknowledge live anymore i don't think i think going I'm into this if, season they're just leaving live in the rear view and i know maybe. i'm just saying if independently if someone can do it but but look, live too. We're gonna see. It's gonna be a, a story to follow closely because they are taking on some more courses and things, and they're gonna be expanding their their season this year. But they are at a crossroads, and we've seen it with the the COO uh, resigning kind of seemingly abruptly. Um, and we know, like from some of the the stories that have been coming out, financially, they're in a spot where they're at a crossroads. Like they've yeah. got to start bringing in some revenue. They've got to they've got to find a way to get a broadcast deal. Or I don't think live survives much more than you know at this rate of losing money the amount of money that's laying out i know there's it's a deep well of money that they're getting from the saudis yeah. but on the same token it's not an infinite supply did the dp world tour bar them from coming back or just the pga tour great question i don't know if there's a, if it's a suspension because don't forget it's like a it's a suspension on the pga tour well, i don't think live, it's a lifetime suspension the live guys okay. the live guys it, played in the dp world tour right like they were in the they championship they were in like because it got tied up with the courts i think there were some lawsuits suing whether they could have them whether they couldn't because you take a guy so what i'm saying is like you take a guy like chase kepka who like gave up everything that he was aspiring to to be on the pga tour to just go play live now he can he he can never come back well as of right now because remember play it's an with the pga tour it's an indefinite suspension correct but it was it's not a lifetime ban okay so they didn't use that that wording whether it is behind the scenes or not i don't know but if there was some sort of agreement or if if live was to all of a sudden go on belly up and these guys have nowhere to play would the pga tour welcome them back with open arms i doubt it because the players won't right i mean i could see the pga tour doing something like we will let you back after a xyz waiting year waiting period yeah yeah maybe like listen you have a two-year suspension and then you can come back work your way it's through q school <laughs> i don't know i know work however through. long you were on live you're suspended from the pga yeah. tour who knows but either way we know as fans there'll be a lot to follow and watch and weigh in True. on opinions with we always leave those comments open for you guys to weigh in with your own opinions. Anyway, let's leave it there. Let's do a, a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back. We've got this this fun minimalist golf course challenge we're going to do, for this. and then we'll cut over to our, our quick interview with uh, Cass Singh after the PNC Championship. So let's take a break there. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, huge thanks to Titleist. The hours have been put in. The work has been done. As the moment approaches, you either fear it or you feel it, guys. So for Titleist, it's the moment filled with pure anticipation, the culmination of relentless pursuit of speed. That's what we want. We crave speed when we swing the club, right, in every form. So step up and settle in with confidence. The Titleist TSR, it is here. A lot of you may not have experienced it yet because it hasn't been out too long. 
Go experience it for yourself. These drivers take everything that the TSI, the number one driver on tour, and they packed in even more performance into every single head. From the new face technologies to CG improvements and aerodynamic refinements, when everything moves the needle, you're playing at Titleist speed. So go to Titleist.com to learn more about TSR medals and schedule your fitting. Believe us, go schedule it. See it to believe it yourself. That's Titleist TSR. Find your faster. All right. We also want to thank FootJoy. I just ran over and grabbed it. So like we talked about earlier, the Hawaii series is in. It's got some limited edition gear from FootJoy. They always do some great stuff around the Hawaii series. One thing I'll tell you guys, if you like this stuff, you better hop on it quick. The limited edition stuff always goes quick. Uh, so Joe, definitely grab it. But for anybody out there who is not as fortunate as our PGA Tour players who are, are teeing it up, you know, in nice, warm, <laughs> sunny Hawaii right now. And if you're trying to play here, which, by the way, it's doable. here in the Northeast, we may get out this week because it's, it's in the 50s. 60 on Wednesday. And, Rainy, and look, but. we said it before, and we have. We'll play in as cold a weather as we need to play yep. as long as the course is open and there's no snow on the ground. But what really helps us get through it is the new Thermo series from FootJoy. Uh, it's their most advanced apparel layering system ever, and it features layers specifically to let you go out there and play golf in all conditions it's it's a collection of base layers mid layers outer layers as well as pants they've even got yeah, the new pants keep mm -hmm. those legs warm too you got to make sure the whole body is warm because you're able to play longer and also one important thing that went into the design of the thermo series is being able to move without restriction because as i said many times before we could all be out there in a big like down jacket <laughs> yep. it doesn't, you can't swing the club is, is what's the point so the real real focus of the thermo series has been to make sure it's as lightweight as possible reducing bulk wherever possible but also keeping that temperature regulated and the system works so well together with your different layers so that if it is warmer you can take a layer off or add a layer as needed um, no matter how many layers are required though the nice part is everything is mobile enough that you can swing the club so check out footjoy.com Check out the Hawaii series. Grab your gear now while you can. And also check out that Thermo series. Keep playing as much as you can through these colder months before it warms up again. And we're all back out there in short sleeves. For now, we can at least keep playing with the Thermo That's series. Right. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, so Zach, this is another one. You've put together a fun game for us here. Um, How are we going to do this now? So are we just going to shout it out, whoever gets it right? I think we're going to shout it out. So like, one I, thing I, I will think say actually for this one, it should be you guys against me. You guys should be able to work together on this. Because you know I think answers. it's going to be. I know. But it's just. Like oh, I'm saying how many we can get. Oh, as a group. Like versus the course. Oh, He's the I course. What's our, how many strokes against the course? Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. That's a good so, way of looking at it. Okay, I like this. I like That's this. why Frank's and my caddy. For, for anybody who's uh, listening to the show, what we're going to have is, is Zach's going to put up on screen. Like I said, it's just going to be a course layout. If anybody's ever seen those minimalist golf maps, you really just see the holes and the, the kind of like. The direction that it's like they looking go. at the scorecard map on the kind back. of yeah okay and we're gonna try to guess from that which course the one thing we told zach was to use all famous courses so we have a fighting chance here chance uh but some of the key features like let's say it was the old course you're not gonna see a picture of the swilkin bridge right you know right you would just see like see a straight out par 4 18 you know? that's where i'm gonna get creative and try to look for little ravines and stuff like that and if the map even gives you these are minimalist maps you're right might just show fairways for the most part <laughs> okay fairways and green so it's gonna be tough if you're watching along on youtube or uh facebook play along yeah. as well i want to see how and many let us know in the comments right. how many you've gotten 
And uh, let's let's roll the let's, first let's one. Let's get the first one up. And see if All we right, can guess it. All right, here we it. go. I'm not sure if you guys have ever played this course before. Here we go. Get a good look at that. It's a par 70. It's a par. Yeah, okay. We get we get the yardage to 7,200 yards. It's clearly very separated the front and the back nine. Um, it looks like, uh, man. So this is these are all famous. What courses. are you doing? You're using the par threes, trying to look for I'm a famous par three. I'm trying to look at par three. threes. Is there a way to zoom in on six? Uh, zoom in. Sixteen is a par three, but it's a long one. It's no, long, no zoom in ability. Unfortunately, what's that? No zoom in ability. Okay. And I'm looking. At, I'm looking at yardages and, and like last holes, like eighteen. They are long par threes. It's a, it's a lot of long holes, and it looks like it's an old, like the older design, like much more spaced out. Like you know, like you have plenty yeah. of room to. He's put on to something there, in. folks. You know what I'm saying? Old, older course because like nowadays modern courses, you know, you feel like you would weave the nines in together better. Yeah, it's like it's very. But separated. you know what? That seventeenth hole. Wait, wait, hold on. No, no, I know what course hold on. this is. Look at, oh, wait, wait. I, I think know I what course this is. You think you know? We bring that I back think I up. Know I think is. I got a clue. Go ahead. What hole at? is that? 15? Where are you at? 15. Yep. Are those um the, the church pew bunkers? On the left side. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think it's Oakmont because of those bunkers. That's what I saw too. Let's let's go with Oakmont. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The boys are on it right out of the gate. Nice job. Dude. Those church pews gave Good it job. right away. All right, here we go. No I'm glad you located the church piece because I was going in a completely different direction with that 17th hole. Okay. Okay. Woo. Look at this Whoa. course. All right, par 72. It's long. 7,000. It's a beast. Look at those fairways. They're oddly shaped. Oddly shaped. It makes me wonder, is there a lot of water? Is there water that we're not seeing? You almost see, you see that big loop in the middle? Yep. That almost makes me wonder if there's a, if there's a water element right there. Like, why would there be such a huge gap in the middle of the golf course? It almost makes me think of, like, you know how TPC River Highlands, you play around the water for the last couple holes? But right. that is nine to... Is that Look, like a bear trap? Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how they play around the water? PGA National? Is that what you're thinking? Like, um, Or like the Honda Classic? No, but look at Who 16, plays? 17, and 18 on the bottom right. Like, look, 18's a par five, too, it looks like. I'm trying to think who would play 9, 10, and 11 around like a lake. You want to go with PGA National, the bear trap? Course was open in 1999. Oh, it's new. How old is the PGA National? I think that falls in line with it. I don't think that's that, that old. 1999. The Honda Classic, though, is played at PGA National, right? No, or is that it? I think we just... Let's just say PGA National, not not a high confidence. The bear level. trap one, yeah. Well, we got abandoned dunes. Ooh, ah, uh, okay, stumped. So you know, not I'd love to know what's in the middle there. But you see that um, there's a course we haven't played. Those quirky fairways. But we will. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, will, we play. will. All right, right. roll the next one. Number three here. First, I look at the yardages. So sixteen is a part three. They're closing holes of four four. So it goes four four. This is a walk. This is a walk indeed. Okay. Why would a course be that spread out? Is there a coastline? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it following some sort of coastline? It could be. Otherwise, it seems like the holes are just sporadically thrown all over the place. There's got to be some element that would make them design it in this way. Right. Now they're going to. 17 looks like. Dude, I'm stumped. 
you know, it'd be easy. Like a whistling straights would be easy because it just like kind of lines the course and goes out and back. Just, yeah. Do you we want a hint? To, Do you want a hint? Yeah, let's yeah. get a hint. The Open Championship. This is the old course. No, no, the it's old. Not. Wait, hold on. The old course doesn't seem to route that way. No, where's eighteen on this? eighteen on the old course is on the bottom. I mean, uh, is a straightaway. That's eighteen. Is a little dog leg right? Is this Carnoustie? I don't believe. No, no. Because I'm thinking like, uh, I don't, I don't know. You got me stumped here. You got us. Yeah, yeah. I'm clueless. You what wanted it. You got us. You got us stumped. There you go. Is it Muirfield? Muirfield. Is that oh, how yes. you say it? Scott, yeah. Wow. Okay. Good Stumped, one, dude. That's a good one. Holy cow. Hopefully right. some of you out there got it. Look at this. This is on water. Yeah, no kidding. That's a river, though. That's a river. You just go with the river course? Yeah, right? Look at that. No, wait. Hold Actually, on. I'm not sure if that's a river. No, that, the way that, that might just be how the... It could be a river. No, because the way that juts out, I'm, I'm thinking Pebble Beach. Do you, do you see that? Wait, wait let me that see part this. three right there. Frank gets it. Yeah, Pebble, yeah. Go it. back. The part three. It threw it's me number off. seven. It's like a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. Because it um, threw me off. Like if that was a river, I'm I'm cooked. But if that's the ocean, that's Pebble Beach. There nice, she right. is, Pebble. We got one. Got another one. Nice. Good job there. All right, All right. We got two. Whoa. Here we go. This is a beast. This is a seventy-four hundred yard par seventy. Look at that sixteenth hole. Six hundred sixteen yards. You see the 16th? Where am I looking? I'm looking at the scorecard on the right that the, the yardage is. But the 16th on the map, I see 18 in the middle there. 17. Can you give us like a time frame if this is an older? Built in 1892. 1892. I'm bad at this game. I'm bad at this game. This is probably something overseas then. Where is one? I'm always looking for 18 one. 18 is so randomly in the middle of the map, though. Need another hint? Where do you see 18? Bottom, middle, like more towards the bottom, above nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's 18. And one is right next to it at the bottom, the very bottom. Well, if one is next to it, I always think if one's next to 18, I'm thinking of the old course. But no, it's not. One, nine, and it goes one, nine, 18. Wow. Yeah, let's hear another hit. Um. I believe it has the oldest golf clubhouse in the U.S. Oh, it's a U.S. Wow. Oldest golf clubhouse. I got, I got another hint, but then it'll probably give it to you. Dude, I don't know what course this is. Is that Augusta? Negative. Mm. No, because that's no no amen corner there. No, no. I'm trying to think it now, just like the oldest golf. I'm gonna jump out the, the window here. I don't know if I like this, this one's game. tough. This one's <laughs> this one's a sixteen is that little snaky. Uh, I, I dude, I don't know. Need another hint? Yeah, one more. Go hint. ahead. Think about Rob LeBritz for a second. Okay, is this TPC Tampa Bay? No, no. it's not Glen Arbor, is it? No. Nope. I just named two things associated with Rob LeBritz. All right, Brooks Kepka. The, old, uh, the what do you call it? It's um, oh, it's Black. Black. Shinnecock. Shinnecock. Did he win at Shinnecock? Yeah, he did. It says he did. Twenty eighteen. That's right, dude. Shinnecock, I would not have gotten. Yeah, that's you could have put the name on there. That looks like it. a brutal. Course. You could have put Long Island, New York, and I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! It looks like a brutal. Do we course. have any more? Yeah, we got five more. If you want to keep doing them, 
Let's let's do a couple more. Let's run through a couple more. Let's do a couple more. I feel like I got to go out with a bank. Wow, another long track. Just got to look for any type of features. See that bottom left? It looks like there's some sort of feature, like you tee off over a river or you tee off. Yeah. Where's the closing hole? 17. 16's a par three. Long course, 7,400 yards. Can you tell us? I, I would, mean, was this a PGA Tour course? What do we What do we got for? A I, would, I would say so. And we've never played it. Maybe not PGA Tour, but not like like this is a this is a major tournament. Could Ma- be major has been played here. Could be. What is sixteen? Is that an island green? Where no. are you right now? Sixteen is like the top left of the thing, and it looks like a bunch of a water or something or a key here. What, what, Right now, just for anybody who's listening, all we see are fairways and greens, and there's certain areas that like have like slashes that make it look like they're water. I think yeah, there's water around just twelve. Looks like I think like there's water at sixteen, but it's behind the fifteenth. Wait green. a minute, is this Augusta National? Is that is that Amen Corner? That's Amen Corner, bottom left, right? Ding ding ding! Yes, Frank gets it again. Say, give me that water, that like that. Left. Okay, you gotta look for those like little. That's features. the water that runs in front of the green. That's what it was. Streams. That's Amen Corner. Looking for streams. Man, is uh, is Augusta National unrecognizable in two D? Yeah, seriously, look at this wicked course. Wicked. Look at that. Wow. All right. What is eight? Eight is just four hundred yards. We played this one. I doubt it. No, okay. That looks like tons of water. I'm 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 reading all those areas that are not fairways as water. Are you? I I don't know what to read at this point. I'm reading them. It, it, yeah, because could it be? I would say the checkered. That's all water. water. Yeah, there's water everywhere on this okay. course. Everywhere, and we haven't played it. Almost every hole on this course has water. It's I'm just trying sh- to look for like a hole that looks like it would stand out, like a, a water feature that we're very used to seeing. Because look, because 17 has has sawgrass yardage, but I don't know if I see that. I I'm like, going to say sawgrass. There's the island right there. I was say, I like you're thinking Florida would only have that much That's water. Sawgrass. Sawgrass? Sawgrass. Yeah. yeah. I could try to say those, those Florida courses where it's water on every course, yep. or either that or even like Myrtle Beach when we're going to play, right. there's water every, every course. Everywhere. Right. We got to get another one. One more. One so more. I really don't know a whole lot about this course. Oh, that's I don't want I don't want to hear that. But you've heard of it? Yeah. Okay. A lot of what looked like long, straight par fours. Only I'm only seeing maybe one dog leg. Dog leg right on ten. You know what the yardage makes me think of? Yeah, this thing looks like it's got Pine Valley written all over it. Nope. No? Pine, Va- Pine Valley's not on the list. Okay. It's long. It's a seventy five hundred yard course. Seventy five hundred to a par seventy one. That's a long yeah, course. This course is drunk. Look at that par three, two twenty six. Wait, 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 wait. Is wait, this best page box? Yes, no, 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 no. Wait, no, no. I was gonna say, what is that thing on the bottom right next to eleven? It's a pond of some sort. That's water. I'm reading that as water. Oof. Yeah, this is a hard one. Look how long five is. Five is like huge. Five is 696 it. yard par five is five. Wow. Need any hints? Yeah, let's yeah, get one need hint, a hint here. here. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southern Hills? There you go. 
Because, you, because of the location. Sure. That's the only course yeah, I know. But, you know, <laughs> I think we would have been here forever. <laughs> that's, that's a long fun, course. Dude. That's a long course. All right, we got two more, and they should be quick. All right, All let's, right, hit, let's hit wrap it. I like it. Okay, what we have here is a 7,500-yard par 72. A little bit of like, looks like the front nine goes out and then comes back. That, to me, kind of like, an, again, reads like maybe a coastline course. Maybe the front nine wraps around the coastline, and then the back nine comes yep. back in. Do you? Is that how whistling went? Do you remember? Because whistling, look at it. It kind of did. Remember the dog like that? Like you're like, oh, I finally contributed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and then I don't know. But I don't know if that's that hole. I don't, I don't think eight went back that way. But follow but one. one. Where does one go? One. One two. was not on the coast. Yeah. So no, it can't be whistling. One, two goes out. Three, four. You're going out in one, and then. 18. Is this the ocean? Yeah, I wonder if it's ocean with the way eighteen. But eighteen, no, no. no one would wouldn't go that way. No, no water surrounding the course. Okay, I'll give you that much. Ooh, there might be water on the course potentially, but it's not on a large body of water. We played this one. Yeah, yeah. we've played it. Okay, I'm. I'm. My head is traveling to Pinehurst. Number two. Because one was straight out. I remember one was... And 18, that looks like Pinehurst and, 18. And, and Pinehurst number two, the first tee was on the complete left side of the property. There was all road Pinehurst to the left. Pinehurst number two, lock it in. Locked in, correct. <laughs> lock it in, yes. <laughs> We're not that bad at this. We're, you guys are going to rip us. Yeah, we sure have a very particular set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> all right, final one or we got them all? Final one. Short course. 6,500 6, yards for a par 71. It tells me this is an old course. It tells man. me it's also this a disaster is, area. Look at this look course. Look at this place. Wow. This is like. Num wow. Number. I mean, this looks like one of those like ink tests where they like, what do you see in this picture? You know, and they right. squeeze the ink together and you're like, uh, yeah, an elephant and a giraffe. It's clouds. A dragon. I'm trying to look like four looks like a very featured hole. Um, this looks like um, this is place is incredible. Is that all? I, I think it's a mix of water and maybe big sand areas or waste areas that we're seeing. Eleven looks like a beast. It just dogs. Have we played this course? Yeah, we have. Okay. Oh man, we have, huh? I mean, this is like if that if I'm reading that as sand. It's a lot. Is Tobacco Road. I'm surprised it took you guys that long. Woo! Look at that Wait, course. Put it back up. Now Bring I gotta, that thing back I up. look at 18 where the super moon 16. was now. 16. Tobacco I, is Where's 11? That was a wild. Beast. I can't believe you didn't just look at 16 and you're like, oh, I almost got a hole in one on that. That's right. <laughs> We're looking at shapes here. <laughs> There's 11. But yeah. let me tell you something. This just shows you, even in minimalist form, tobacco is wild, yeah. ain't it? That's not what, long, but it'll beat you to death. So that was I, a fun one. I that just want to cool. say thank you to Catahoula Sign Co. on Etsy. That's where I grabbed these images oh, big from. Shout out to Catahoula. So, big shout out to you guys. Thank you very much. You do amazing art. So if you guys want to buy these minimalist golf maps, you can go on Etsy. They do make Catahoula cool. Sign Company, and you can buy all of these. And they have the names and stuff on them, but I, think I, ha I had to office. take them off for the challenge. So if you enjoyed this challenge, we'll do it again. Yeah, and I think maybe we might buy one of those. Put it up on the new shelves here. Seriously. That's great stuff. All right. 
One thing we have last, left for you guys before we leave you today, we want to cut over to our interview. So we got a chance to catch up with Cass Singh, uh, who is he's Vijay Singh's son, but also an incredible golfer in his own right. Um, yeah, and he beat the Woods, the Thomases, and the Dailies. Yeah, one thing we did talk about in our interview was a stacked field. Yep. Uh, the PNC has drawn more and more attention every single year, and for good reason. The fields just keep getting stronger. Um, but it was really cool to see, and we talked a little bit about their prep and how they prepared for this and what they approached a little bit differently to get them the win this year. So uh, let's not keep you waiting any longer. Let's go right to our interview with Cass Singh. All right, Cass, thank you so much for joining us today. What an incredible Sunday you and your father had. Congratulations on the big win at the PNC. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was so much fun. Uh, long overdue. Um, really couldn't couldn't have asked for a better result and uh, just, just thrilled, super thrilled. And, and you guys played so well down the stretch. And, and we heard, you know, in some of the interviews from your father, he said, this is the highlight of my career winning with him in reference to winning with you. And, and you had said a long stretch, 16 years uh, that you've been participating. So we know how your father felt, but give us a little bit of your take. How did it feel for you to win after so many appearances in the event? You know, um, obviously it felt amazing. Uh, you know, the fact that we played it for so long, you know, didn't really factor in. It was just sort of, you know, historically just for us and, and my family and my dad, it was just, it's, it's one of the greatest weeks of the year just to be able to spend that time with him. You know, we got a bunch of family friends in town for that event, just kind of watching us and supporting us. Uh, so, you know, to, to be able to win was, you know, was still trying to find words for that because it's going to be something I'm going to remember forever. Um, and I'm sure he will too. So just to be able to share that experience, that memory, and then you finally get the W, um, you really, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and to get the W in such an incredible field, I mean, it was, it was truly electric. We saw, of course, the Thomases, the woods, the dailies, the Cordas. What was it like being in there in the mix with, with a field that is just so star studded action packed? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was exhilarating, you know, I mean, when you're, you know, when, when we're midway through the round, we're just kind of focused on, on what we need to do. And, you know, we got to make birdies and, and keep making birdies. Uh, but the fact that, you know, I was there performing with, you know, so many great names, legends, um, you know, it's really an honor. Uh, and it's, it's, it's good to be on that stage, especially with my dad, you know, it's, it's of course a, it's a team event. So, you know, nerves are a little bit, um, you know, handled because he's, he's, he's there to back me up when I, when I kind of mess up, but, uh, it's, it's, it's really an honor to kind of be there and, and to win and amongst all of those great competitors. Hey Cass, before we talk about some of the great golf shots, including that, that par five second shot in, I want to talk about the course real quick. Cause you know, we only just, you know, get a peek of it up here being in New Jersey, sitting in snow and seeing the gorgeous course you played on. Tell us a little bit about the course. I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, the course is great and I, I know it pretty well now because we played it so many years. Uh, I always go down a couple months before I do a practice round. I mean, the, the, the property it's on is great. It's got two awesome hotels at JW and the Ritz Carlton. Mm -hmm. Um, but the course is good. You know, it's, it's set up for, for teams and for people to make a lot of birdies. You know, there's a lot of reachable par fives, um, especially because we were playing, you know, the, the tees up. Uh, so 
it made it fun, you know, it made it, it made it, you know, you had to make birdies. Um, you know, there were no, there were no holes with the exception of some long par, par threes that, you know, you needed to be careful. You had to kind of fire at all the pins and, 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 you know, get the birdie on your scorecard. Yeah. yeah but, and the birdies are definitely dropping, but what we saw that really kind of launched you up that leaderboard was that Eagle, like Mike was referencing. So I want you to walk us through that on the 14th, it was 251 yards. Uh, and you put it tight to set up an eagle putt. Were you, what were you thinking? Were you flag hunting on that shot, or were you just thinking get it up to the green? What was your thought process there? Uh, I, mean, I had a, I had a similar shot on number three, uh, which is a par five, and I hit the same club. And I kind of aimed, you know, the pin on both holes were tucked on the, uh, you know, closer to the left hand corner of the green. So I kind of aimed, you know, in the middle of the green, favor the right side, and you know, I just kind of put a little draw swing on it. So, uh, on that 14th hole when I hit it, um, you know, it was perfect. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have hit it any better than that. And saw it in the air, started drawing towards the hole. Um, and you know, I just saw it land and it was just, it was just awesome. And it was a little bit into the wind. So I, I, I hit it dead on the screws. Um, really, I, I couldn't have hit that ball better. Uh, and, uh, you know, it turned out to be a good result and I was able to make the putt. So, I was say, yeah, yeah, following it up with making the putt too. So, yeah. And then this, it just seemed like something you guys were playing well throughout, but it seemed like something just kind of turned on for you in the back nine. Um, I mean, going even further down, you had on the 16th hole, you had that, that 75 yard wedge shot that you put really close, uh, kind of like really solidifying you at the top of the leaderboard. But was there something that, that kind of shifted for you and your father in that, in that final stretch that you guys seemed to really lock in? Yeah. Um, you know, we got cold, I think after the seventh hole, we had a string of like four pars. Um, so really it was on the 12th hole. My dad hit it pretty close on that par three. Uh, and then, you know, it was, I had a really short birdie putt, made that one. Um, and then we birdied the 13th and of course we equaled the 14th. So that, that kind of gave us the momentum. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really that nervous throughout the whole day, except on, you know, starting on number 15, I could, I could like feel my hands start sweating because mm. I could tell we were up there. So I was like, okay, something, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad we made that birdie on the 16th because that, that, that definitely, you know, left a good feeling in me. And, and how do you, I mean, playing in the event for so long, how do you prep for this event? Uh, do you play with your father regularly? Do you, is there anything you did specifically maybe different this year in prep wise? Uh, I played a lot more golf this year. Um, Louis uh, Fusco, who who is my caddy, um, funny story. His his dad, uh, Paul Fusco, is actually my dad's first caddy on the tour. Uh, so we go way way back. So him and I just kind of we we played. You know, first off for almost every day, probably at least four or five times a week um, for the past two months leading up to the event. Um, and then you know, closer like I think a month out, my dad would join. Uh, so that, I mean, it was, it was really cool, you know, just to, just to be able to play, um, you know, prior tournaments before there was a lot more practicing, uh, a lot more grindy, um, you know, we still grinded this time around, but it was, it was a lot more focused around playing, um, and then, you know, maybe hitting the range in the afternoon just to kind of work on a few little things. Cause, you know, playing the event, you know, I know that you have to drive it well, and then you also have to hit those like pitching wedge, 50 degree, you know, 54, 60 degrees and kind of dial in the hundred yards and in shots. So I 
we practiced a bunch of those, um, which kind of worked out for us. So that's kind of the only thing we did different. Yeah. The game plan worked. (laughs) There's no denying that. Um, So you mentioned earlier having a lot of family in town. Was there any special way that that you and the family celebrated the big win? Uh, You know, we, you guys, I stuck around for a little bit. Um, Of course we had a, we're we're up in Jacksonville, so it's a two hour drive back. Um, And then, you know, hung out there. My girlfriend was there. Her family was there. So that was awesome. A bunch of my friends were there. So we just kind of chilled in the clubhouse for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour. Uh, then we drove back. And then when we got back to my place, uh, you know, my dad came over. And, uh, my mom was there. And, and we just kind of watched the the, the, the reruns. Uh, and that was really nice. We just yeah, kind of had, cool. a, had a drink and, and just chilled and, and just kind of soaked in the moment. Yeah, that's definitely one you got to soak in, especially after, like I said, so many years of, of being in there, being in contention. Uh, so can we expect to see you and your father back next year to defend the title? Definitely. Definitely. Yes. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're pumped to come back and defend it. Well, like I said, you know the game plan for prep work to get the, that done. And then it, clearly you guys, you got it, you got the win done. So congrats again. Like I said, I know you're tight on time. Uh, but we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And uh, it was just, it was really fun to watch. It was a truly fun event to watch and to see you and your father get that win. So congrats again. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on the show.